Welcome to the RV Travel Podcast. I'm Scott Linden, your host. Glad you could join me, however you're listening. Yeah, RV Radio on the internet. Hope you learned something this week. We're talking with the RV Safety and Education Institute, helping you keep the shiny side up all the time when you're driving down the road. We'll talk tires, weight and balance, and I bet there's a few surprises even for you seasoned RVers, so keep it tuned right here. We'll also have some industry news and trends, some new products, a warning about some of the tires on your motor coaches, and other stuff that is happening in the RV industry. It's all brought to you by Clear 2.0 Water Management, Soft Start RV, and the Teardrop Shop right here at the RV Travel dot com podcast yeah let's get up to date on a few things uh, some fascinating news you know we're all following this because it is affecting all of us and uh, from the rv industry association some uh, i guess i'll call it chilling eye-opening Statistics out of the estimated 180 million leisure travelers in the United States. I think they were all on the highway with me last weekend. 31% of them will be traveling in an RV this summer. Yeah, that's one third. One third of all the travel is in an RV. 56 million people. Interestingly, it's not because of the pandemic. The top reason for wanting to RV travel this summer, desire to get outdoors and explore. And a chance to travel with the family. Uh, yeah, I get it. The newbies are the same as the rest of us, I guess. Well, that's, that's good. At least we start with some commonality there. Interestingly, a full 10% of the current non-RVers out there plan to travel in an RV this summer. So a bunch of newcomers, as if you didn't know that. Okay, here's a warning for some of you motorhome owners, according to the magazine Consumer Reports, that Goodyear G159 tire, same tires that have been linked to hundreds of RV crashes over the last 25 years, they're still on the market. Now, they were originally built for an entirely different use, and at highway speeds... These tires heat and delaminate. Yikes. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration reported that these tires were allegedly not designed for use at highway speeds. They were, in fact, originally designed for in-town delivery trucks, of all things. Kind of scary. Forewarned is forearmed. Here on the RVTravel.com podcast, that's what we're all about, keeping you up to date on the stuff that matters to you in the RV world. And we're made possible by Clear 2.0 RV and Marine Inline Water Filter and Dirt Guard. Dirt Guard is the big sediment filter that you put right next to the hose bib at the RV park. It'll filter out stuff down to 20 microns, you know, the big chunks. Now, what you may not know is that that dirt guard filter is washable and reusable. So you, uh, you know, you use it for a few weeks, you just hose it out and use it again. Use it in line with your Clear 2O 
bright green inline water filter and um, pretty good combination. Gets out all the funny smells, the tastes, and all those little tiny chunks down to one micron. One micron, that's all. Free shipping in the lower 48 states on a purchase of $100 or more. Check out the five-star reviews. It's all at clear2o.com. Well, I promised you advice, tips, and other suggestions that might keep the shiny side up. To do that, who better than Trey Selman with the RV Safety and Education Foundation? Trey, welcome to the RVTravel.com podcast. Hi, Scott. Thank you very much for having, having us here today. You're on the road as we speak, it sounds like. Um, and uh, it, this, it, I, is that how you got into this? Give me the backstory on the foundation and, and you know, how you arrived, not literally arrived where you are in Wyoming right now, but, uh, but uh, how this all got started. Well, the foundation's been going on since, I think, 1993. That's the history of it. Um, it started with uh, John Anderson. Um, he realized uh, back in the day that there were some real issues uh, happening with some RVs with regards to safety and tire issues, a lot of tire failures going on. And so he, uh, being having a background in the, in, um, air, the Air Force, the military, he, uh, he realized the importance of weight and balance. And so he looked into that and saw that there were weight issues with RVs. And so it started off as an organization that was just focused on weighing RVs. And it was called The Way We Go. So for about 10 years, they did that. And then around a little after 2003, they realized the importance of education. And so it kind of transferred into a nonprofit organization. And so since 2003, it's been a nonprofit. Walter Cannon took over. Uh, and they worked together. Walter had been working with uh, Walter Cannon, had been working with John Anderson, and, and John kind of retired, and and um, and he uh, Walter took over and started working with the industry to try to help make things uh, better, to work together with the industry and with consumers and with dealers and everyone. So then I came, uh, Susan, my, Susan, my wife, and I uh, began working as a way team around 2011. I believe. And so we've been, we've been working with the foundation since then and Walter retired just recently. And so, uh, uh, they, the board of directors asked us to take over the foundation. And so we're, we're the executive directors now for it. We've been full-timers personally. Uh, Susan and I have been full-timers since about 2010. So we've been, uh, living full-time in an RV since then. And, um, and that's kind of how we, we got with, together with the foundation. Well, so you, so you're full-time RVers working in the RV world remotely in an RV, which is, um, you know, kind of some people's dreams, maybe it's other people's nightmares. I don't know, but you seem to be, uh, you know, you, you seem to have glommed onto it when you're not working in the RV world for the RV safety and education foundation. Where do you like to go in your RV? Well, right now, you know, after taking over this responsibility, it's a lot of work. So mostly we're just working right now. Yeah. Uh, but 
before when we were just away team uh, and just doing just doing that part of it we did have we had multiple jobs that we we did because we never retired yeah uh, we were still working so we worked with other uh, nonprofit organizations and but uh, but but this was uh, this is one of the ones that we worked with and 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 trained for almost 10 years but we like to go all over the place we've been from you know in some years we've been from coast to coast wow um Probably our favorite place is the mountains. We like either the Appalachians or we like to come out to the Rocky Mountains. So we're kind of mountain people. So, <laughs> so that's our favorite place to be. <laughs> Great. So let's talk about the foundation again, the RV Safety and Education Foundation. What are your principal activities there these days? Uh, your website is full of great information. You know, if anybody's looking... And we're going to talk about why, but, but, but first off, what are the things that the organization principally concerns itself with? Well, our primary focus is just uh, uh, instructing or educating the uh, RV consumer about, uh, about their RV. Uh, we focus mostly on giving objective safety information. So we want, we are, we, we, we expand a little bit more than that, but our, our intention and focus um, stemmed from that going back to John Anderson, as we talked about yeah. with those weight and tires. So, so we still have weigh teams that are out there weighing RVs by wheel position. Uh, so that's a big thing. What we do, uh, I, I teach some classes, uh, throughout the year at RV shows. So we're teaching live education, but our, our kind of focus is more on the, I wouldn't say it's technical, like repairing RVs. It's more, uh, the safety aspect of the RV RVs. Um, so that's kind of where we kind of zero in, but we do yeah. expand out. We do teach, do do classes on lifestyle things too. But uh, our, our primary focus is that is, is working with consumers and working with the industry. Uh, we we also uh, have a great relationship with the industry, and so we're trying to we're trying to work. We um, we call we call ourselves uh, we're kind of in between. Everything. Yeah, we don't yeah. advocate for um, for consumers, nor do we advocate for the for the industry, we, we were advocates for safety is what we consider. So we're, but, but we want the RV lifestyle to be uh, promoted. We want to try to do our best to, to make it enjoyable for people. And uh, so that's what we're, that's what our focus is. Yeah. You know, uh, none of this, uh, let's make it relevant. Let's make it cogent at the moment. And, and the reason I say it that way is I'm, I'm a student of this kind of stuff. And I, I just watch the news, I watch the internet, and I figure out what are people really interested in slash concerned with. And safety in general, I think, is a broad topic. But, you know, you can, it's amazing to me how how many people will watch a video of an RV going up in flames, for example. So, you know, there is a lot of that out there. So, of all of those RV and flame stories, which is the one that's most common that kind of keeps you guys inspired, if you will? Well, um, uh, it's not, uh, most of it's tires. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. weights and tires. Okay. That's, that's really where, where most of the issues are from a safety standpoint. I mean, when we look statistically at things, I mean, we've been keeping statistics since 1993, so uh, we know those issues, and we've worked certainly with fire. You know, we do fire training, and we've done that work with other people who've done RV fire training. And, and those things are, all of those things are important. Uh, 
but um, but but probably the the thing that happens the most is is tires and then understanding uh, people understanding these new vehicles that they have. You know, most people are are they get RVs. Not everyone, but but a vast majority of people. This is the first large vehicle that they're driving. Mm-hmm. They've been driving passenger cars around, and they're not used to thinking about weights and loading it up. You know, they usually just put the people in the seat belts and a couple of suitcases in, and 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 that's what they do. And then they get this RV, and there's all this storage and all kinds of things, and they aren't really thinking about the weights. And all of that weight goes down on those tires. And then when you have a a vehicle with a uh, a high profile or a, a higher center of gravity and you have tire issues, then that can be something to be concerned about. Okay. So, so, <laughs> and so we just want to help people understand those things. Trey Selman with the RV safety and education foundation, put the fear of God into us. What happens when we're not taking care of our tires? Well, uh, when when we have tire failures or when we're overloading our vehicle yeah, yeah, yeah. we kind of talk about that I, yeah. I we focus more on the tires because that's the that's the safety one but really it's a lot of other components so when we're overloading the vehicle yeah um you know our our uh, our components can wear faster mm-hmm. i mean they, they don't always fail right away but they wear faster so we lose life in them we have more issues and then we do have failures and those tires are the ones that are they have the abusive life. I mean, it's just a tough life for tires, you know, no matter what it is. And, uh, and so they're the ones that can kind of cause us to be on the side of the road sometimes and, and, and not in good situations. And so we just want to help people understand that, you know, understand these, these loads that, that go down on these tires and the loads that go with the vehicles and, and uh, help, help them enjoy it. You know, the, the focus is really enjoying the lifestyle. That's where we really want to focus, and so we want to try to help them understand what they can do to mitigate any issues. I, uh, so, I I know what you feel. I know what you mean, and I, I know how how people feel. I've I've you know for many years, and even now, once in a while, I'll be paranoid the whole time I'm driving down the road, worrying about tires for any number of reasons. But I've had some problems there, and worrying about overloading as well. So you're right to uh to kind of minimize all of those mitigate all of those so that we have a good time even when we're driving down the road at the speed limit is a it's a big issue for a lot of people and i've learned some lessons the hard way as well about overloading so those are all concerns of ours no matter what if you could narrow it down to one misconception in that in that area of of loading weight and balance entire life uh, where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. What, what is the, what is the most important thing that you can tell us that we probably don't know or know wrong? Well, it, I kind of alluded to it just a, a moment ago. It's yeah. just the idea that uh, we can just fill our RV up whenever there's. We don't load by space. All right, it's not by volume. Yeah, it's actually by weight. Right, if we wanted to try to simplify, it's like it a because, cereal box. Yeah, you know, a lot of RVs. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, a lot of these RVs have a lot of storage. Some of them don't, and that makes it easier. But some of them have a lot of storage, and we just, you know, we're Americans, and we, you know, in our houses, we just fill stuff up. We fill the garage up. We go down to 
down to the box store and buy shelves and put more stuff on the shelves. And then when we can't do that, we go buy a, a storage container somewhere and start putting our stuff there. And so we just load stuff up whenever there's room. And you just can't do that with an RV. You need to be aware that there are weight ratings on that vehicle. And, and, and so those components can only carry so much weight down the road safely that they're engineered uh, for engineering sake. And so it's, uh, it kind of just boils down to that. We need to understand that there are weight capacities or weight ratings on these vehicles. And then we need to um, just make sure that we just don't pile everything that we can dream of into that RV. I'm hoping I'll, I'll pull a couple more horror stories out of you in a moment. That's Trey Selman with the RV Safety and Education Foundation. RVSafety.com is where you learn more about them. I'm Scott Linden, the host of the RVTravel.com podcast. That's what you're listening to. And uh, uh, if you're not making notes, uh, whip out a pencil and a piece of paper and, uh, and start doing that now because we're just getting warmed up on all this stuff that's going to as as Trey pointed out, I think that's the key is, you know, you want to have a, a good time the whole way. Going down the road when you're parked, when you're set up, when you're going outside of your RV. And those things are all, they're all informed, if you will, by how, you, how, how safe you feel dragging that rig or driving that rig along with you. Trey, um, you go to a lot of RVer rallies, and that's why you are where you are right now. But you, what are you primarily doing when you're at these RVer rallies? Well, a lot of our teams are um, are weighing RVs. So yeah. We weigh by wheel position. Yeah. So we have teams that are throughout the country doing that, and then we're also teaching classes. Mm -hmm. So um, where a lot of people are trying to sell things, we're not trying to sell the weighing as much as we're trying to educate people on the things that I've kind of been talking about a little bit. Yeah. We'll teach an RV weight and tire class there. Then um, in some rallies and some other places, we'll teach more extensive courses if the rally wants us to come in and do that. So I'll be teaching different types of courses uh, with regards to driving safety or understanding different aspects of motor homes, like air brakes uh, or, uh, you know, just, just different things. So matching a truck and a trailer. Uh, we do do that a lot with trailer with trailer folks so we do that at rv shows as well so we're we're doing a lot of education uh, that's and uh, that's what we try to focus on but uh but what a lot of people see us at rallies doing is weighing rvs uh, so we we do that with uh, by wheel position well okay so so this is different than uh the truck stop uh weight weight strategy if you will let's uh, let's talk about that i mean i'm sure that's better than nothing and some of us do that just for fun, you know, when there's nobody working there and the scale's still on. We'll just sneak over and see how much our truck weighs or our trailer or both of them weighs. And I want to ask about that, too. But first, what is the best way to weigh our RV? You talk about wheel position. So let's let's go into that. Yeah, well, in general, just taking one step back from that, getting it weighed, period. Yeah. Any kind of weight is a good thing. Right. So, so we, we do, uh, we do advocate getting a cat scale weight or a truck stop weight or something like that. Um, the, the, what we do is a little bit more detailed than that. That's wheel position weight. So we put scales under each end of the axle and that lets us see what's going on side to side. You can't get those kinds of details with a, a truck stop weight. Yeah. And the reason we do that with RVs is because RVs are houses on wheels. 
and they're not just they're not like uh, you know a truck tractor with a with a box in the back where it's loaded up right over the axles. We've got generators and kitchens and you know all kinds of floor plans. And so with those those houses on wheels, we have a tendency, and that's one of the, what we've learned over these last 30 years since 1993, that that we can have these side to side hidden weights issues yeah. on, our, on our axles and that can overload tires on one end of an axle and the axle could still be under its rating but one side could be overloaded well you know so. what you're talking about and we've used the term a few times already and I've, I've been kicked off an airplane or two over the years little tiny ones because for the weather situation the weight and balance had to be adjusted and i say weight and balance because you're you're right we never we never think about that when we're driving but in airplanes and probably boats now that i think about it those things are critical and you're saying in an rv they're just as critical so if the fridge is on one side uh, we probably ought to be careful about overloading that side are those the kind of things that you can advise people about um, yeah, once we see the weights on there, uh, you know, it, it, it's really kind of, there are some things that can be done easily yeah, and some things that are a little bit more challenging to do. So it really just depends. But but the, the big thing is getting that information, you know, and until you actually get it on a scale and see where those uh, differences are, uh, then we can, sometimes we can easily see what an issue is. Sometimes it's Sometimes it's adding a little bit more air pressure. Sometimes it might just be moving things around a little bit. Uh, it could be just raising the fifth wheel uh, hitch up a little bit. Those are real simple things. Uh, sometimes we've seen, uh, you know, we've seen um, the wrong tires were put on, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. when they got new tires, you know, and it's like, uh-oh, you know, you need to go back to them because they just pulled the wrong size out. They weren't paying attention, you know, that kind of thing happened. Um, so, um, you know, there are just a, a variety of things that can happen, uh, but we do try to help people understand what they can do to make some adjustments if those are possible, if those are needed. Yeah, that's fascinating. We're going to dig deeper into that, among other things, with Trey Selman with the RV Safety and Education Foundation here on the RVTravel.com podcast. Trey, take a moment to uh, catch your breath, pour another coffee while I pay a couple bills around here, including signing up for the RVTravel.com podcast insider newsletter Go to rvtravel.com slash subscribe, sign up for that. That'll get you on the newsletter. That'll get you to the podcast two days before everybody else. And don't you love being first? I know I do. So take a look, rvtravel.com slash podcast. And the rvtravel.com podcast is brought to you in part, made possible by Soft Start RV. Learn more about this fascinating way to use your air conditioning, even when you will everybody else should should not be able to use it learn more at softstartrv.com slash stay cool it's that gizmo you basically splice into your air conditioner so that you can draw enough power in a gradual way so that there's no clunking there's no losing your um your power you don't blow off a fuse or a circuit breaker save 30 bucks right now pay only 2.99 and of course there's a risk free 90 day money back guarantee free shipping to the u.s and canada learn all about soft start at softstartrv.com slash stay cool speaking of staying cool 
That's our job here. And Trey Selman's job, I think he's in Wyoming right now on behalf of the RV RV Safety and Education Foundation. Trey, welcome back to the RVTravel.com podcast. How you doing? I'm well. Doing well. You're en route to another rally. Um, what are some of the more common? Yeah, I mean, you, at some point you're standing around and there's a, a person or a bunch of people standing around with you. What's the most common question they ask you? Um, it's mostly about tires. Yeah, uh, it's either about tires. It depends on it depends on what kind of rally we're at. If it's a motorhome rally, it's mostly about tires. Yeah. Um, but just because of the things that we teach, we you know people are asking about tires. But then at um, at trailer you know towable type rallies, uh, we it's about the truck. It's truck and trailer matching. Oh, that's it, probably one of the bigger issues that we see too. So so l- let's talk about that because I'm a very selfish podcast host here, and I'm I'm always concerned about that stuff. In fact, I have two things that are that keep me up at night while while I'm d- uh, dreaming of driving down the road at too fast a speed the first is mine i like to be able to open the the, my pickup truck tailgate and then i have some storage drawers there and i need to pull those out real far so i have fundamentally i have a an extension on my trailer what do we call it the stinger is that the term of art by the way you know where where the the ball goes you know what the is tongue? It? Yeah, the tongue of the trailer. Well, not on the trailer, but on the truck. You know, the where the the hitch ball really resides on this. What we use out here in the West, we call it the stinger. Um, can okay. I can I make that longer? There's a, um, there's I mean, store bought extensions out there, but I don't know if they're safe. Yeah, I mean you you can. I mean if you're talking about the tow bar from the receiver hitch. Yeah, thank you. Your, the receiver hitch. Yes, you yeah, go. different. Uh, yeah, the receiver hitch. Yeah. So you can get tow bars that come out, but yeah, you don't want to be too far out there. Now there there are some specialty hitches that that you know that can be installed that, that okay. can do things like that. But uh, most of the time it's just for height. It's really taking a tow bar out of the receiver hitch and and being able to adjust it for height so you can get that trailer more level. Yeah, I've, I've done right, that, that, but I've learned the hard way on that extension, the 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 tow bar extension. That if you go too fast and you're um, you're going over those really bad freeway bridges in that state you're in right now, Wyoming, only bad things happen. Um, someday I'll yeah, explain trailer, that. Trailer sway. Yeah, well, yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. This and happened further, to be up yeah. and down trailer sway. But uh, it was yeah, a mess. Right. Um, how how about um, nitrogen in our that's tires? That's called porpoising, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I'm I, sorry. That's that's called porpoising. Yeah. I I hope I never have to experience it again. But thank you to the ranch <laughs> wife and her hand who came in and saved my bacon on that one. By the way, um, how about nitrogen in tires? You know, for for motor coach owners, is is that just a is that is that silly or is there some real value in nitrogen um the only uh you know what's important if we if we just step back what's important is to make sure that our inflation pressure is correct it doesn't uh-huh. the tire doesn't really care that much what what gas is in there uh but but whether it's air or nitrogen those are the two primary ones 
uh, as long as we have the proper inflation pressure. That's what's really important. So a lot of times we, we need to be checking our inflation pressure. So we always start that discussion with that because sometimes it's not easy to get nitrogen. And to get nitrogen that's been dried and properly done, and, uh, you know, it's just not necessarily easy. Now, if you're a race car driver or an airplane pilot, then nitrogen makes a lot more sense. Are there some advantages? Yeah, there are some advantages to nitrogen. Maybe probably the biggest advantage is that it, it doesn't um, it doesn't diffuse or leak out over time as much as air does. But that's not a real major advantage as far as RV use goes. So there's no real significant major advantage for, for nitrogen. It's much more important to make sure that you have an air pressure in that tire. Whatever that whatever that gas is. Yeah, and you know it's funny. I've I've had uh, uh, two things. Check me on this. Are these common or is this, am I just a dope? The first is uh, for many many years I thought well it looks like a car tire, uh, and I inflate my car tires to about you know on a radial tire about thirty pounds per square inch. So that's pretty good. But uh, you all in the industry have have changed my thinking on that dramatically what is generally speaking speaking for a pull behind trailer what is the right i know you're going to say but what is the right inflation pressure well that's it uh, that the proper that's a whole class yes so proper inflation pressure is understanding a whole class so we don't really have time to do the whole class but um for um, but so so that's it's not always a, that it's that simple of an answer. Uh, but until you can get your RV weighed by wheel position, mm-hmm. our recommendation is to run what the what the manufacturer says on the um, either the tire inflation sticker or yes. the federal compliance label. Both of them are right next to one another. That's true for any vehicle until you can any RV until you can get it weighed by wheel position. Then once we can weigh it by wheel position, then we can see what's going on. Um, there have been some changes over the last number of years in the industry with regards to um, to the types of tires or the um, standards that tires are put on for trailers. And so because of all these differences, it can depend. It can just depend on how you've loaded your trailer. So um, so inflation pressure is directly related to the load that's being carried on the trailer. Okay. And so uh, you want to be aware of that. So uh, like I said, it's a whole class that we really kind of go through all that. But in general, uh, you want to, for any vehicle, until you can get it weighed by wheel position, you don't want to change that inflation pressure than what the manufacturer says. Now, then now- when we look at it from from weights we can see what's going on all right so um we can also look at the tire the tire has a recommended uh, uh inflation pressure as well if it differs from the sticker on the rig uh should we follow the sticker what's on the sidewall of tires yeah. is not a recommended inflation pressure ah. what's on the sidewall of a tire is the pressure that tells you if you want to carry the load, so like what it says on the sidewall of the tire, and I'm going to simplify this just a little bit for our you know context right here, but yeah. it'll say uh, 80 psi at uh, uh, it'll carry. I'm sorry, let me let me step take one step back. It'll say it'll carry 3,000 pounds at 80 psi, cold. And so what that's what that psi there is not not that you're supposed to run it at 80 psi necessarily. Mm. What that thing is, if you want to carry 3,000 pounds you need 80 PSI in the tire. 
Wow. Now I can and see why a whole glass. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That, so it's, it's not like, yeah. So that's uh, way more complicated, but that's good to know. So we, we gotta, we gotta get a little deeper involved in that at some point. Let's, uh, let's go away from, uh, where the rubber meets the road and, and talk about some of the other safety issues that you see or that are, that are, uh, coming up, uh, in your correspondence periodically. If it's not tires, it's not suspension, it's not weight and balance. What is it? Yeah. yeah, it was the other one that I mentioned, just trucks and trailers, trailer sway uh, or overloading trucks, not, you know, not having a, a tow vehicle that's enough for the trailer. That's probably yeah. the other thing that we see as the greatest issue right now. Um, just people understanding that and the confusion that comes uh, between a truck manufacturer, you know, the truck manufacturers, what they're talking about and what the trucks can do. Um, a lot of things that happen in, in it. In, um, it, it's not, they try to make it easy, but sometimes when we try to make things easy, we kind of booger things up sometimes too. Yeah. And this is more of the truck manufacturers, you know? And so, um, so it's just trying to understand what that terminology is. You know, that's part of the biggest uh, problem with when we get into anything new, you have all these new terms, you know, GVWR, GCWR, you know, GAWR, what are all these terms, tow capacity, you know, there's just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and we kind of get overwhelmed with those terms and what are they trying to tell us and uh, how do they fit with what we want to do? I want to get this trailer and I need to know, to, can my truck do this trailer? You know, you and, know, and uh, go ahead because you're on to something. Oh, no, that was it. Okay. For, I, I see yeah, it every day, you know. I'm a, you know, I'm a student of advertising and every day they're dumping something into the back of a pickup truck on TV because that's, how, that proves how rugged it is. And uh, nobody's going to haul some of that stuff. It's silly stuff, but there there's hauling and there's towing and there's, uh, you know, there's all sorts of, like you said, uh, terms that w we don't really understand. If, if you were to, you know, take some simpleton like me from another planet and just say, all right, Scott, here's the most important thing to watch for when you're matching up a truck and a trailer. What is, what is that one thing that's really important to all of us? It's just, it's, it goes back to weight. I mean, that's yeah. where the problem is, is yeah. overloading the truck, right? Putting too much weight on the back of the truck. And everything goes to that, um, overloading the rear axle, overloading the tires. And then if I were to do the second thing, it's trailer sway, which mm. you alluded to a little yeah. while ago. Yeah. Uh, because those, those things kind of go somewhat go together. Some of it's just, you know, overloading the vehicle again. We're back to that. But, uh, but some of it also with the trailers is that trailer sway issue. Well, and, and you say sway and I, I, I got, I have an anti-sway bar and then I have these load distributing, uh, uh, I don't know what to call them arms uh, that, that make, make sure the truck stays level when it's got a load on the, on the uh, tow bar. Um, and that one seems to be a, a point of contention at campfires periodically. If your truck is pointing up, number one, the headlights are pointing in everybody's eyes. Number two, what is the handling consideration when, when you got very little weight on the front tires? Yeah, that's bad news. Yeah. Um, that's Certainly, that's one of the issues right there. I mean, usually that's because the tongue weight's very heavy on the yeah. back of the truck. Yeah. And like I said, your your truck just may not be matched properly to the trailer. It's hard to say without getting actual 
data, right? Mm -hmm. Weighing it and seeing what's going on. But yeah, when you see that, that's, you know, your, your steering is compromised, your braking is compromised, uh, braking distances are compromised. So all those things are not a good situation. Um, not good. So yeah. You, yeah, so the solution to that is you, you do need to find out what's going on weight-wise. And then it, it might be as simple as getting a weight distributing hitch, which has those bars. And those bars are it's, it's sort of like the simplified way of looking at it is like putting a wheelbarrow handles on the back of the truck and you kind of lift it up and it shifts weight from the rear axle of the truck to the front axle of the truck. And that's what, that's what's a good, that that's what those weight distributing bars do and help it help, help um, make it a much better situation for the, for that vehicle. I, I uh, do that every time and I'm grateful for it. It's, uh, it's certainly helping me, but uh, again, being selfish when I'm doing that, I'm, basically putting a lot of stress on the trailer hitch and the trailer jack, the electric jack, when I'm uh, attaching all that stuff. Um, and then you're hooking up chains in many cases, and you want the chains to be at the right distance or height or whatever you want to call it, and then you drop everything back down. Should those chains be tight, taut, uh, when we're done with all of this? That's their whole point, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. They're they're kind of the lifters, right? Yes, so it, yeah. those those bars that come back are tension bars, and they have the spring bars or tension bars, and and putting that that tension on those back there is like the, is the idea of like lifting a wheelbarrow, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's what's happening. They're just lifting that infra, that that truck up from the rear axle and kind of shifting that weight from the rear axle to the front axle. That's kind of what's primarily happening. A little weight goes back on the trailer too, but the primary thing is trying to get some of that weight that's on the rear axle off and get it back. So it levels it up, but more more importantly, it's shifting weight from the rear axle to back to the front axle and getting that truck in a better position to go down the road and not have those steering and braking and other handling issues. That's Trey Selman with the RV Safety and Education Foundation. I'm Scott Linden. You're listening to the RVTravel.com podcast. Trey, just real real short here. Um, love to learn more about uh, all of the classes, if you will, the online learning available with this organization. I, I just took a cursory glance. There seems to be something for really seasoned RVers and then some real basic stuff as well. Do you have a kind of a catalog or you, can you list off some of the more popular subjects there? Um, we have an online training course that we've developed, uh, online training site, actually, yeah. rvacademy.com. And, um, you know, we have a driving safety class. Uh, actually, that class, if you take that class, you get a certificate from that class and it can help reduce insurance premiums. A lot of insurance places will recognize that. They recognize what we do. We have an RV foundations course that kind of goes through the systems of the RV, and that's really good for uh, beginners. Uh, we have understanding. Uh, we have a new truck, a more extensive truck towing uh, course that we're, we're finishing up. It's not quite on there yet, but we're, we're finishing that up. Uh, we have air brakes where we talk about air brakes so that people can, uh, who get these uh, 
air brake motorhomes so that they can understand that braking system because there's some safety issues with regards to that. So, so those are some of the courses that we have on that RV Academy. And you can reach all of those through rvsafety.com. There's a link there, and then you'll go to those pages. And, and literally, you can just sign up right on the spot and take those courses. And I find that very convenient and looking forward to learning some more things about well, everything, you know, that's what happens when you're a music major. You have to learn everything about an RV. Uh, if, if you had to uh, narrow it down to uh, one thing in the fire safety area, I mean, be, again, uh, I'm not obsessed with burning RVs, but uh, apparently a lot of people are. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize. I know it's not the most uplifting subject, but it's it's the most motivating subject for somebody talking about RV safety. Uh, what are the dumb things we're doing that uh, that we should stop doing? Or are there things that we need to start doing in the whole area? I'll loosely call it fire safety, propane, electrical, whatever whatever causes the fires. Probably the thing that we, we just need to be aware of what we're doing, especially in the winter. I mean, that's true even in a house, right? I mean, you see a lot of fires from, from portable uh, portable heaters. That's usually, you know, that's one of the, the bigger situations that we have. Can it, can fires be caused by other things? Sure, they can. I mean, tires can cause fires. Yeah. You know, we've seen that happen too. Uh, tire failures can do that. But, uh, or brakes, you know, dragging brakes or dragging suspension systems. Those things can happen. But probably just being very uh, aware, and not leaving our RV with, uh, you know, portable heaters on you know that's not a good idea uh that's uh i think one of the fires that we saw in a campground there was just one over from us was because somebody left their portable fire their portable heater on when they left during the day so writing that down right now for the winter because i yeah. do i do that all the time i confess it right here so yeah that does seem like a dumb idea that's, it's challenging i mean we have to be aware but just you know uh, and then getting you know uh, uh Knowing what to do, uh, being being prepared in, in a situation, and and know, you know know where your fire extinguishers are by by code. There's going to be one fire extinguisher that's right by the door. Mm-hmm. So you know all RVs have those right by the door. Their codes require that. But knowing how to use it, I mean, you know, you can go buy a fire extinguisher. It doesn't cost you a lot of money, and if you need to, just go practice. You know, go go practice. You know, it, it's it's a little bit of training that you can do on your own in a parking lot somewhere. <laughs> you don't even necessarily need a fire, but just get used to it. What is it? Most of us haven't even, you know, pulled the pin and, and squirted the thing. You know what I mean? A fire extinguisher. But but knowing how to do that, you know, and then having other fire extinguishers. You can buy smaller fire extinguishers that we can put in our bedroom. And then having an escape plan. Those are the important things. You know, just know how to use that fire extinguisher know having an escape plan and the big thing is get out of that rv if you do have it if you do have some of some kind of an issue just get out you're much more important your lives are much more important than the stuff in that rv is so uh just kind of keeping those things in the forefront of our minds well and we're gonna have to get out of uh your segment of the rvtravel.com podcast trey selm Selman is with the RV Safety and Education Foundation. You can learn more about them and all their classes and all this stuff in detail at rvsafety.com. You're listening to the rvtravel.com podcast. Trey, thanks so much for being a part of it. Learned a lot and plan on learning a lot more over at your website. Travel safe.
Thank you very much. Take care. Yeah, and everybody take care. That is uh, sound and wise advice, no matter what you're doing. Be careful out there and pay attention to your tires. This is the voice of experience, and it is not a good experience. I think I told you once a while back, uh, last fall, uh, five tire issues in one hunting season, uh, and then five more on my buddy's rigs. So uh, we're, um, you know, we're well aware of how important that stuff is. Uh, and uh, be safe out there. Hey, the RVTravel.com podcast is brought to you in part, made possible by our new friends, Joe and Jessica, over at the Teardrop Shop. Learn more about them at TeardropShop.com, just like it sounds. If you got a teardrop style trailer, maybe it's even homemade for that matter. I've seen a lot of that and they're cool. But uh, maybe you got a tab or an R-Pod or a little guy or, or all of the above. Uh, sign up for their newsletter at teardropshop.com. You'll get a discount code for 10% off all of their stuff. There's also a military discount. I'm already thinking I better get over. I bought them on my speed dial. Uh, they've got everything from appliances to solar power stuff, anything for your sewer and water uh, systems, electronics, towing and leveling, leveling gear. Very important if you are paying attention. Like I said, sign up for the newsletter and get a discount code for 10% off on virtually all anything in the world of teardrop, teardrop trailer parts and accessories at the teardropshop.com. Got a little bit more news for you. Yeah. There's a lot out there and it's fascinating to me to see how the industry is responding. Maybe the same for you. Last week, we talked about the number of new RV spaces under construction in Florida. Well, the National Association of RV Parks and Campgrounds estimates that more good news on the way. More than 53,000 new RV sites to be built across the country this year. That is the most encouraging news I've had all day. Finally, all sorts of people trying to take care of us. That'll do it for the RVTravel.com podcast. Thank you to Trey at RVSafety.com. Learn more about all of the things they do and take some of their classes. I'll leave you with this. Too big for a bumper sticker, but a great poster. At least it was where I saw it. It says RV camping. When you can walk among strangers in your pajamas with a bag of dog poop in your hand and still strike up a conversation. That just about says it all, doesn't it? I'm Scott Linden, the host. Thanks for listening. See you down the road.